0: Hello, and welcome to the Victorious Living Christian Counseling Podcast. My name is Crystal Ridlin, and I'm a licensed mental health counselor in the state of Indiana and in the state of Missouri. Today's podcast is number five. And the topic today is called real life. And I'm not going to talk to you about mental health. I'm not going to even discuss a particular topic today. I have decided to just share my heart and to use this platform as an opportunity to not be a professional but to be a sister in Christ. A sister in Christ who is not afraid to admit that life is hard. And life has been really hard for me and for my family for the last probably year and a half. There's been a lot of death there's been major transitions, moving to another state, out of the blue, only to get to the new state to realize that, I'm not sure why God brought us here, we know he brought us here, but it wasn't exactly what we thought we were getting into. Um, and just a lot of change. It's been a tough year and a half, and I remember... In January, January 1st of 2020, I started out the day saying I am so glad that 2019 is a thing of the past because the 6 months before that had been one of the most tragic experiences that I've ever had to live through. My niece was hit by a car in July of 2019, and she was in a coma until she passed away on December 14th and this was an extremely difficult time for me. It brought up a lot of trauma but it also brought up a lot of pain and heartache and a lot that I had to work through personally and um, so when January 2020 came, I thought to myself. And I even prayed this to God and I said, man, I am so glad to say goodbye to 2019. Hello, 2020. And I was fully expecting it to be a great year. Well, God immediately said to me, Crystal, you're forgetting all of the joy that 2019 brought. And yes, it was a hard year. And yes, you went through a lot but it doesn't negate the fact that I was there with you. I walked through it all with you, and you are growing and becoming more of the woman that I have created you to be through this process. And he quickly told me that my goal for 20. 20 should be more along the lines of I'm going to trust God more in the midst of turmoil in the midst of chaos when life gets hard and I'm not going to fail to see his handiwork and his wisdom and his guidance in my life. So that set out for the beginning of 2021 which continued to be just a really difficult time. My son had an unexpected medical emergency and had to have a surgery early in January. That was very stressful on our family. My We had a major family conflict that I would love to tell you has surpassed us. Um, this was with an extended family member, not in our immediate family. Um, but it still has not come to an end. It just seems that for whatever reason there has been a lot of resistance on the other side and that's something that I just have to trust God with and keep seeking wisdom and guidance but that continues which started pretty much the end of December and my husband got a new job in a new state we moved very swiftly very quickly from a place that we called home for 20 years I left my practice, although um, I'm still seeing clients from that practice. Thankfully, um, thankful for telehealth. Tele- telehealth, and anyway, so after we got here, just a lot of things happened. It was like we just felt like we couldn't take a breath. My husband was working 60 to 80 hours a week. I wasn't seeing him. I was working full time, trying to put together a house a new house um, and the offer had fallen through on our house in another state. And that was very discouraging and it took another probably a month and a half to two months to close on the house there. So in the midst of all of this, there's a lot of stress when moving and there continued to be this stress with extended family. And I really didn't even have time to grieve. Properly, the loss of my niece and what exactly that meant. So, <clears throat> the last year and a half has been very tumultuous for our family. Um, me specifically, there have been times where I just would get, I, in the process of trying to obey and. Um, Make sure that my New Year's resolution was a heartfelt resolution. There were days when I was weak. There were days when I didn't know how I was going to face raising children, taking care of the clients that were before me, because my mind was kind of all over the place. I was using all my coping mechanisms. I was... um But in those times when it got really hard, looking back, it was the times when I was most busy. And I got too busy for God. We all know that when we get too busy for God, things don't go well. And at one point, I was struggling so much that I had to take five days. And I canceled all my clients for five days. And I allowed myself to reconnect with God. And I spent a lot of time reading the Bible. I spent time worshiping. I spent time praying, going on long walks. I just spent time reconnecting with God. And had I not listened to the Holy Spirit and to the wise friends that God had put in my life at that time, telling me, Crystal, you need to slow down. This is a time for you to heal. I don't know where I would be now. But thankfully, um, I have been able to like, reconnect with God and allow my world to calm down enough that I'm feeling more in control of my life, I feel like God's more in control of my life. Um, during this time, I had started to read through Psalm, and I'm still reading through Psalm. I'm not rushing it because I'm the kind of person that when I read a good book... I want to relish in it. I don't want to rush through it. I want to make sure that my mind and my soul connects, especially with the Word of God. But during this time, I found such comfort in the Psalms. I found that I'm not the only one. I am not the only child of God who is struggling as I walk through this life. In fact, the Bible says in this world, You will have trouble. He doesn't say we may or we can possibly or there's a good chance. He says we will have trouble. And I argue to say that if your life is not troubled, then there's something wrong with your spiritual world because Satan is not attacking you very hard and he attacks those. He attacks all of us, but he especially attacks those of us who are trying to follow God and to be in His will. okay. There were some verses in psalms that I found that were really comforting to me during these difficult times. Um, especially as I was coming back to a place like I would still read my Bible, but it wasn't during these times where I was not as focused on God because I was busy. I was moving into a house. Pretty much my son and I together remodeled the house because my husband was working crazy hours. I was getting kids reconnected to a new school. I was pretty much single parenting it. I was also working full-time seeing between 30 and 35 clients a week which ends up being about 50 hours of work a week and so I was working really hard and um, but at this time when I finally came to a point where I realized I need to take, Some time for me. I need to take time to get back into God's word. I was led to Psalm 34, and it says, I sought the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant, their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called the Lord, heard him. He saved him out of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you, his holy people, for those who fear him lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, my children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The righteous cry out, And the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all his troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. He protects all his bones. Not one of them will be broken. And as I read this, it said, a few things really stood out to me. One, it said, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their cry. I think sometimes, and I know, no, I don't think, I know sometimes in this world that we live in, in these churches that we attend, with these Christian people that surround us, they oftentimes have this idea that Being a good Christian means that you don't suffer, that you don't struggle, that your life is like, you know, picture perfect. But if you look to scripture, that is not the case. You never see in scripture somebody who had it all together and found how truly They weren't able to really see God. Really, if you look at the people who had it all together, they were the Pharisees, the people who thought that they had it all. And yet, Jesus was quick to rebuke the Pharisees because their heart was not for him. Their hearts were for themselves. So when we see people suffering, we need to embrace them because that is a sign that God has the ability to work in their heart and when we see ourselves suffering and Satan begins to attack us and this is what he did to me how you are a faulty Christian counselor you're telling people to trust in God and yet you are not functioning well you're a liar I face these thoughts when I went through dark times I, Satan tells me this lie that when I lose a family member, just like on January 5th, I lost my grandmother. She was my only safe place as a child. She was the only place I went to and could go to and could talk to her anytime and feel completely loved, accepted, and safe. Every other place I went to, I didn't feel fully loved, fully accepted, and I didn't feel safe. Okay, So losing her was a huge huge loss for me and in that process when I was grieving and struggling and just feeling that darkness that grief brings with it Satan would try to say see if you were stronger if you were legit then you could just move past this you're weak and yet thankfully I have an amazing godly husband I have amazing kids um I have wonderful some really wonderful friends who and I even have my own counselor who was able to reassure me that this is not true this is not who you are this just means that you're human you're human and I don't have to put on a fake face and act like I've got it all together because none of us do Life is full of burden and it's full of heartache. But what I know is because I have God, I'm not alone. Because I have Him, when I go through these difficulties, there's good in them. Some good comes from the trials. One particular time, I went through something and I was really just struggling. And I started praying, and God said, Crystal, you think your suffering's all about you. But it's not. Your suffering is about the kingdom. And how you suffer is what matters. Do you cling to me? Do you run to God? And as long as you're doing those things, everything's going to be okay, okay? So then... (coughs) I was led throughout this period to Psalm 61 where it says, Hear my cry, O God. Listen to my prayer. From the ends of the earth I call to you. I call as my heart grows faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the foe. I love that. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. We can feel really alone when we're going through a difficult time. And that's why I wanted to just take a break from the mental health talk for a moment and just talk about who God is. And to remind you that if you're struggling, run to him. Cry out to him. Don't be afraid, to be honest. He already knows everything that you're thinking. And he's longing for you to take that step and run to Him with your struggles and troubles, not just asking Him to make everything right or asking Him for some quick fix, but to surrender your heart to Him in a way that you can say, no matter what I face, as long as you're by my side, I can have the strength and endurance and trust that everything that I endure is going to have some positive outcome, okay? So, I hope that was helpful. And I'm going to end with, I'm in a Bible study. And we're going through Genesis. And we're specifically in the story right now that talks about Isaac and Rebecca. And this is the part of the story where Isaac is dying. And he is to bless... He is in the process of blessing one of his children. And you see before that, when Isaac was pregnant with Jacob and Esau, God told her that there would be two tribes within her nation, and they would be in conflict with one another, and the younger one shall um, be beneath or serve the, the... the older one shall be beneath or serve the younger one, okay? Um, that's pretty fascinating, and in those days, it just wasn't a thing that happened. And in this process of Isaac telling Esau to go and get game and make him a meal so that he could bless him, Rebecca deceitfully said to her son Jacob, go and catch some game so I can prepare this great dinner where we can basically show that you are, pretend that you're Esau so you can get the blessing. And even at one point Jacob said, I'm afraid that he will know that we're trying to fool him. I'm not hairy like my brother. So she went as far as even to find like wool or something that he put on his arms to make him appear when his father touched him, who was blind, like he was hairy, like his brother. So the plan was fulfilled, and <coughs> Rebecca's plan was fulfilled, and <coughs> Esau was able to, or Jacob was able to pull a fast one on his dad, and he received the blessing. And then you see, it, after that, Esau finds out about this. Um, he's very angry. He wants to kill his brother. He's a very messed up situation and in this Bible study I couldn't help but saying out loud that man these people need a family counselor (laughs) right Um, so as I was talking about this one thing God said to me that kind of startled me in this Bible study that I felt the Lord just kind of speak to my heart was that mm, the outcome that happened with my niece was gonna happen no matter what I did And I thought to myself, well, wow, like what I have done, all of the sacrifice, what I have labored to the level that I had, had I known that the outcome was going to end the same, where she was going to be struck in the middle of the night at 1 a.m. in the road. Nobody knows the details, but just the story itself can tell you she was up to no good. She wasn't doing what she was supposed to be doing. Um, And she was hit at 1 a.m. And suffered a very long um, traumatic loss for her, for her children, for me, and for many others. But it was really sad. But thankfully, right before she passed, I was able to go and be with her. And I was able to ask her, if you want me to pray with you to receive christ and make peace blink two times if not blink one time and she blinked two times and so i tried it again and she blinked two times again mind you she's in a coma she has very little conscious like she's not able to really, she's not able to communicate um but this was one of her better days like Before, when I had seen her, she was completely in a a vegetative state, wasn't even, like, able to open her eyes or anything. So it was really, it was a really tough thing. But so I was able to pray with her and sing some Christian songs, some hymns, and read the Bible to her. And, And after I prayed with her, she got very, she became peaceful. She was more at peace than before. And I was able to go home and feel like I did what God called me to do and um, I'm thankful that I didn't have to worry about if my niece was ready to leave this world behind. So with that being said, when God said, basically started helping me to see that there was nothing I could have done to change the outcome. That was, and I asked myself, what would I do? Would I do it again? And the answer is yes and no. Yes, I would still love her. Yes, I would still make sure she was in church. Yes, I would, um, everything that I did, I would most likely do again, even though there was a lot of stress that it put on me. But there's one thing that I wouldn't do. I wouldn't be so fearful. I wouldn't be so overcome with anxiety. I wouldn't be so worried about what she was going to do with her life and if she was ever going to change or if she was going to end up dead because she was making choices that were not good. I would have relaxed more in God because what I realized I think that I have some control that I don't really have. The only control I have is to do God's will. It is completely up to other people if they're going to take that and take it to heart or if they're going to blow you off. In the same way, God's speaking to them. Are they going to take the voice of God to heart or are they going to blow it off? And really, we're here to do God's will. We're here to be disciples. So I don't know if that helps, but I know it was a really, um, it was a, it's a tough topic. It's a heavy topic for today. Um, But I hope that if there's anything you can hear from this message today, it's that life is hard. And if you're struggling and you're feeling like, hey, I go to church and everybody's got it together. I just look like I don't I want you to know today that I'm a counselor, trust me not everybody in church has it together, even the ones who most look like they have it together everybody has problems everybody has struggles everybody has difficulty in their life, okay so I just want to encourage you to take it to God Because I can't, surrendering to him, going to him, it's not going to take away all the pain, but it's certainly going to give us the strength and endurance and peace and the ability to have joy in the midst of it. And I think that's the only thing I would do differently when I look back and see the outcome of my niece's death. And when I was young, 20 years old, 25 years old, 30 years old, um... I didn't know what the future held. Um, and so I prayed, and I don't think that I could have... There's nothing I could have done to change the outcome. Um, God knew the day she was going to die. God knew exactly how she was going to die. And God also knew that everything... I had a counselor tell me this in a session after she passed away when I said it was all, it was all pointless all the sacrifice that I made for her, that all these things, it was just all wasted. And my counselor quickly said, Crystal, none of it was wasted. Everything that you did for your niece led her to a place where when you asked her if she wanted to pray with you to receive Jesus, she blinked two times. And... I just had so much comfort in hearing that. And that friend of mine was a newer friend that I had just met maybe a year before all this took place. And she was walking with this through me, with me, um, the entire time. And so look for your Christian friends. The ones who can encourage you and build you up. And that you can be real with them. Okay? That's such a gift when we have those people in our life and so as I end I want to share another scripture from Psalm 62 1 and 2 truly my soul finds rest in God my salvation comes from him truly he is my rock and my salvation he is my fortress I will never be shaken we may feel like we're in a storm and we may be getting pretty battered and we may be getting pretty um around a little bit but the storm will never break us because God is our rock and in those storms we need to go back to the psalm that I just read that says lead me to the rock that is higher than I and we need to hold fast because friends the only thing that we have in this earth that is always going to be here is God is our personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ if you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ I want you to reach out to somebody and ask how do I become a Christian What are the steps that I need to take? Because I can tell you that if you don't have the rock to go to when you're struggling, you're going to feel very aimless. You're going to feel very lonely. You're going to feel very hopeless. And you're going to feel very empty. And I can't imagine. I tell my husband this all the time. I'm like, I can't imagine walking through this life without Jesus. Truly, can't even fathom it because the stuff that life throws at us can be so overwhelming and so upsetting and so hopeless at times that we see it feels like it's hopeless but thankfully when we have jesus we can look at this and be like okay even though this feels overwhelming even though this feels hopeless It's not hopeless, and God is in this. God has complete control. Same thing with this pandemic. I've been a little scared of the pandemic a few times, especially early on, but quickly God just reminded me, Crystal, I'm not scared of this pandemic. In fact, there are things that I'm doing that you can't see that I'm using this pandemic to help people to see. Their vulnerability to help them to recognize their need for a Savior. And so I'm cautious. I'm careful. And I tell people to be cautious and careful. But I'm not going to live in fear. Because God has this pandemic in his control. And he knows the beginning. He knows the end. And that's what I can trust in. Okay? So I hope that this podcast was helpful for you today. If you have lost somebody in a traumatic way... In the same way that I have, um, if you're grieving, if you're just overwhelmed with life right now, please don't suffer alone. Find a good Christian counselor. Find a biblical counselor, a good pastoral counselor who not only just tells you to trust God, but loves you and teaches you exactly what that looks like and what that means, okay? So I wish you the best. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. And please share your podcast with your friends. I, my goal is to get out as much information that the Lord as the Lord has given me to help people find victory in their life. And that is my heart. And that's why I do what I do. So please share the podcast. And I wish you guys the best.